Blog Talk Radio. Another uh, season of Friends Around Table 2.0. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and we do have our co host. I was worried about her because uh, I wasn't sure if she was going to be able to call in or not. But uh, Anna, are you there? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, How awesome. Are you? We got, <laughs> yeah, so that's great. And we also have our special guest, Samantha Marie. How are you doing, Samantha? Hey, guys. I'm super happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Glad to meet you. <laughs> yes, it's finally um, nice to hear a voice with, like, the pictures I see on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's just, uh, first of all, um, also you have Derek with you, your husband. So I heard yes. him a couple Derek. times. Derek Huey, you know who he is. Yeah. So there you Say go. Hi there. Um, How's it going? <laughs> hi. Um, also, just so you guys know, I am in a house. I, I warned Samantha earlier. I am in a house full of dogs right now, uh, three of them. So they may bark constantly, but um, hopefully they won't. For half, uh, for well, my dogs bark. I tell my. What was that? Nothing. Yeah, there's, um, I don't know if you can hear it, but there's kind of like a weird daddy. Yeah, I'm hearing it too. It's really hard to hear you. Yeah. I don't know what, like, I don't know what that sound is because I can hear it too. Can you, can you guys hear me when I Yeah, talk? it's really loud here. So it may be my phone. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I can still hear you guys perfectly. I'm wondering how, how it is for everybody else listening. Yeah, um, I don't yeah, know. You on, guys, our, on our yeah. end, it's hard. Yeah, I hear it's too. Hard to hear me. Um, Anna, are you able to call on a different number? No, I have no other way. Oh, damn. If y'all want, I can try again. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the noise is. It's really hard to hear y'all, though. It's like sounds really muffled. Yeah, maybe try. So maybe I mean, my what line from Mexico. Moody, I think oh, right? try, try, try it again. Okay. All right. Give me a minute. Okay. 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 So okay now yeah. It's gone. Yeah, it is. It is her. I feel bad. Oh, we got to figure well, out a way to have her calling, I wonder if she's calling in from like a dial. Is she calling in from like a dial tone phone? I'm not sure she's calling in through that or Skype. It's coming up some weird number, so I'm not okay. sure if it's yeah, Skype or. It yeah, um, it's it's her so, line. It's the <laughs> Yeah. We're, okay, she called back in. Let's see if it uh still does that. Call back in and it's still the same. I think it may be my phone uh, actually. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, it might be your phone. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, or do you have Skype or anything? No, I have WhatsApp. Is that what you're using, or? No, I'm using a regular phone line. It's a landline, though. Are you able to call in using WhatsApp? No, I can't. I don't know. Uh, do you have WhatsApp? Because it only takes numbers that are, like, hooked onto it. I I don't know. I, I don't have uh, it. Yeah, that's the uh, only way it works. You have to have the numbers, like, hooked into okay. WhatsApp to connect. Damn. Yeah. How well, are y'all I mean, hearing do it you when I'm off the phone? What? Keep hearing that static too. Like, uh, um. Well, we we can figure something out for you for next month if you yeah, want to do definitely. that, Anna. Y'all, y'all have the show. I'm gonna go upstairs and listen to it. Uh, I feel so bad though. I know, me too. I'm sorry. We had no clue. Yeah, um, I think yeah, it's we're going to try to get unlimited to the United States so we can do the shows. Yeah. Well, it was great uh, to hear from you for a little bit, Anna. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm glad I got to hear your voice other than just on film. <laughs> right. We're sorry you had to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll let y'all go to the show, and y'all have a great one. I'm going to go listen to it. All right, thank you. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Have fun. All right, goodbye. All right, bye. bye. I feel oh, terrible. Well, that was unfortunate. Yeah, I feel terrible. We gotta, I gotta get her. We gotta figure something else out. Me and Anna are gonna talk, and we're gonna figure something else right. out for next month. So she will. Yeah. Not miss another episode. Um, All right. You know, well, I so. I feel terrible. But uh, let's let's I guess get to the task at hand here. Uh, so Sam, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into uh, I guess filmmaking and acting. Uh, well, let's see. I grew up loving horror movies. Um, A story that I tell commonly is in my baby book, it is written, my mom took me to see Nightmare on Elm Street in the drive-in theater, and it's literally written in my baby book. And as far as I can, like, remember, like, my earliest memories, I've always, like, watched horror movies. So um, it was kind of destined. And I was always, like, the creepy friend that, like, I would invite my friends over, and I would, like, like, we'd play in the basement, and I would, like, lock the door without telling them, and you know, we'd like hear something and we'd run up the stairs and we'd be locked in and we'd be freaking out when secretly, like I knew all along, like I did it, but my friends still kept coming back. So they obviously liked it. Right. So your friends weren't that scared of you. No, I think they, they secretly enjoyed it. Cause you know, I was like the fun one. <laughs> um, uh, but then, well, there you so go. then I just, I loved movies so much. I was like, hey, I want to make a movie. So, um, you know, I live in the Midwest, uh, Peoria, Illinois. So me and my friends one year just, you know, made a movie, made a short horror film called Crazed. Um, And then that's when I got the the acting bug. And uh, that's when I also got married and had children and kind of like took some time off. 
Um, so, you know, I, I took a break and then about the time that I reconnected with you was kind of when, you know, I got back into the industry and since I've gotten back in, it's just been like full force. I, I know, like, seriously, I remember, uh, when we were talking about you coming out for Supernatural Assassins, uh, with the same time you were getting looked at for teacher shortage and then you literally went out to there, like, was it a month later or something, I think? It was, like, March or April that you went out to yeah, teach a shortage. Mar- so, literally, yeah, um, did. less than a month later, yeah. you were in, you know, Texas shooting teacher shortage. And, I mean, everything since then has been kind of, like, a busy, like, role for you, you know? So Yeah, so much I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you everything I've done. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I mean, when you're out there trying to make a name for yourself, like, you know, you just say yes to a lot of things because you're obviously trying to, you know, gain experience and um, just kind of prove yourself to people. So uh, I've been really busy lately. Yeah, no, that's, that's wonderful. Cause I, I love seeing, I love seeing my friends succeed, you know, and continue to grow and do all the things that they're doing. Um, so I I definitely want to real quick I want to talk about um, I guess I want to talk a, a bit about your experience since we shot Supernatural Assassin in one freaking day you know oh my god uh, <laughs> one freaking night of like craziness but that was your first time like acting in something that wasn't you yours if, if I'm correct yeah and that was like back in the day when it was like simple <laughs> like I mean I like being a filmmaker but I, you know uh, uh, it is I mean I'm not discrediting you know actors or actresses or anything but you know I mean just showing up and acting is at least for me a little bit easier than the whole filmmaking aspect so um but that was a crazy shoot because yeah we did a lot in one night so that was kind of like a um like a crash course in by an introduction back into the industry. Oh yeah. Um I was I was I was reminding like I was remembering about how we you explained that I guess to Derek and and it blew Derek's mind of being able to what we, how many like hours do we do like almost 12 hours of a shoot, you know or something. It Generally was eight insane. hours of shoot on. You know, I mean, I remember um, like starting off, we were all like fresh faced and happy and like gung ho. And then I just, yeah, I remember like when it was like 6 a.m., we were all like, I hate everything. <laughs> I, I was shocked we when I heard one. that, you know, like one night y'all shot so freaking much. But then recently, Sam and I just made worked on a film for Nigel Ball where we, uh, or we just worked on a film that's equally as long in one fucking night. And holy fuck. It's, the only reason why we had to do it in one night was because of the location. But, like, there's no reason to do that to people. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it brought back flashbacks. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, you get tired, you're hungry. Well, I mean, you also miss out on key stuff that you should be filming, but you have to film so fucking much in one night. Yeah. Like we did, I think it's like a 14 to 15 minute short we did in one night. And there's like, you know, like things that I normally wouldn't miss is missing because we just didn't have time. 
And when it came, uh, like, it's like, did we get everything? I have no clue, dude. We shot a 14-minute short in one fucking night. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I it was you, a I fun just, experience. But it, I, it was still, worked, it's still kind of stressful, and I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> well, I just worked on a, a feature film that I was just a uh, background extra on. Originally, it was supposed to be just PA, I guess, but they asked me if I would like to do some acting too so who am I to turn down acting work um but I I didn't realize that like the being a PA and, and everything like I ended up on there from 10 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night so I mean 12 hour shifts is not uncommon for for things you know it's just it was it was a lot of you know a lot of that is a lot of work you know and you gotta right. be up you know up for well, 12-hour shifts aren't uncommon. It's how much footage, like, how much you get in that time of edited footage. Because usually, like, right. the 12-hour shifts you do, you still end up with, like, you know, maybe four to six minutes worth of footage, uh, which is, you know, pretty good pace. <laughs> but then there's, like, things where it's, like, a 12-hour shift, and they want you to have double or triple the amount of footage, and that's where it becomes sloppy. Well, I heard, you know, there's a lot of filmmakers that I'm uh, friends with that um, have made, like, these low-budget flicks and everything, and uh, I know a couple people have made uh, shot films for, like, uh, you know, in three or four days, like a weekend, they would shoot a whole 70-minute movie or something, yeah. and it just drives me bonkers to think that. Like, I would well, go, yeah, because obviously... Well, and you, when you watch them, though, you can totally tell that they were shot in three days. I mean, I'm just saying. Hey, was this shot in your backyard? <laughs> right. I mean, it, it. the thing is, is yeah, it can be done. But, I mean, are you here to, like, just make a movie or are you here to make a good movie? Like, I feel like that's the difference. And that's, that's, a, good, that's a good point there because a lot of times I think people are just trying to get quantity out there instead of quality. You know, which oh yeah. I mean, hey, I work. if that's what you want to do, go for it. But yeah, you know. it's not what I want to do. Definitely, like uh, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people who are like that, and it's yeah. just not. I you know, I want my name attached to you know things I believe in, and I just don't believe in you know shitty well, work. In two days, you can't like you can't light every scene properly. You can't use a bunch of gear properly, or get all the like cool transitions that you want for like yeah, later down the road. You're really, just rushing everything. Like the, the quickest I did a feature film was in about six days, and that was in the studio, and we we shot it quickly on purpose. And even that, I was like, holy crap, that's way too quick. Because, like, we made, like, a crappy film on purpose. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was crappy. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like I you mean, said, to each their own. I mean, some people are in it just to, you know, see how many movies they can make in one year. And or then, make a quick buck. Yeah, and then some people are really in it just, you know, for the passion of it and just to, like, make good movies for other people to enjoy. Right. And I, I think that's the thing. Like, I think if you are, you know, if you're a filmmaker who actually wants to go out and make a good, you know, fun movie, you know, that people, uh, other people will enjoy, do it. Uh, but they if you, hire me. you know, yeah, uh, yeah uh, <laughs> they should hire Derek. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Derek, but if you want to go out and make a, something hire. for, <laughs> if you just want to go out and make something and put it on Amazon Prime and, and maybe make, a little bit of money 
you know, from it. I mean, that's yeah. up to you. But, I mean, I honestly well, yeah. want to surround myself with people. And, and I think a lot of filmmakers, a lot of indie filmmakers who have never made a movie before, I've never – I have never directed a feature film yet. Yet, I mean that's coming, coming, but it hasn't happened yet. I've done a bunch of shorts, and even from the shorts, I know how fucking hard it is to make a fucking movie. It's hard. Right. It is not easy. And well, people, and I've worked I think with you too, Moody. It is. I've worked with right? you too, and one of the qualities that you have is you listen. Like you know that you don't know everything, but you're willing to listen and to. You know, I mean, that's how we all learn is we, we pretty much take advice from experienced people and, and we apply it and we figure out our own way. But, you know, you can't be one of those people who is an I know man. I mean, I learned. I still learn today. On every set that I work on, I learn new stuff every single time I work. And, you know, I love that about this job is that you're constantly learning and you're constantly bettering your craft as you go along. Right. Like, if I felt like I knew everything, I'd just quit tomorrow because it's like, oh, well, this isn't fun anymore. Well, and I think your reviews show that, though, too, because each time a new movie comes out, your reviews just get better and better. Oh, so, uh, I mean, yeah. Clearly, everybody else is seeing that you're getting better and better, too. I mean, you have to. What? You have to keep improving with each film or each thing you make. Otherwise, it's like, the fuck are we doing? All right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, with that, I'm going to segue right into teacher shortage because... Um, as I said, that was the next one that you had done right after um, uh, working on my project. You went right into being in a feature film, Sam. Like you had not, like you went from a short film acting, which was fun and enjoyable and, and different, you know, to being like one of the uh, supporting cast members of a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big movie, though. Like there was a lot going on in that that one movie. Um, it wasn't like just set in one location with like five people. There were multiple people's multiple locations. I mean, yeah. and I can talk to Derek, I guess, a little bit about that in a little bit too. But I want to talk to you, Samantha, as an act, actor coming in and playing that role. What did you think? Like, uh, were you excited? Were you a bit it. nervous? So, was I, it all? So, well, no, I was super nervous because, you know, first of all, I'm – an introverted extrovert. Like I love people, but then I also hate people. So I was super nervous because I was literally just like flying in and living with a bunch of strangers in a house for like, you know, five to seven days. And I was like, Oh my God. And you know, this was like my first feature and you know, I was, I was really nervous. Um, and also my plane got delayed. So then I missed a flight. So like pretty much everything that like could have happened did happen so I missed my flight I was late they lost my goddamn luggage so I showed up to the house with no luggage and I had to shoot a scene like that night and then you know the the people were like well we'll just take you to get a sundress and I was like oh my god I don't have the right bra for a sundress like I was like freaking out about little stuff but luckily like my luggage was delivered like like right at the perfect time so but, no, it was very wow. uh, welcoming. I, I walked in, and just everybody. I think Troy was there first time meeting Troy. He gave me a hug. Everybody was just – Deborah was, like, I think the second one that came running up to me and gave me a big hug. Um, everyone wow. was just, they pulled you away from me. We both yeah. pulled in together. And then they just, like – and then I didn't see her for, like, the next two well, hours. Well, no, not they. Roger. Roger Connors, you know. They the, kidnapped her for like <laughs> I'm like, well, this is my first time seeing her too, guys. All right, bye. (laughs) 
Roger Connors, the second I walked in after everyone hugged me, he kidnapped me. He was like, he he wanted me to present like different outfits because he was going to choose what I wanted to wear. He would like help me with my hair, my makeup. He did my eyebrows. Like he should have really got credit for like makeup and costumes. I feel like. Um, um, and yeah, my first scene, my first scene actually was me peeing. So, you know, I had to drop trow, <laughs> like my very first scene. I was like, Hey guys, nice to meet you. Let me just drop trow right now. <laughs> For those who watch the movie, like, I love the sound effects I added. Cause I just start like a stream of peeing. Then you hear the door <laughs> knock and then it stops for two seconds and then it starts again. And then, like, some other noise happens, and it stops again, and then it starts. And I, I don't know why, but I found it so comical whenever I added the peeing sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was it was great. I It was a great experience. And we all got along so well. And, like, that, I think we definitely had, like, some uh, – lifelong friendships there and it's always a small world because a lot of movies that I'm currently working in and going to be working in a lot of the teacher shortage cast is also involved so yeah uh it's it's pretty nice it's like teacher shortage part two (laughs) well I I heard uh something about Troy wanting to do a sequel to one of his movies um I I don't know if he he hasn't announced anything yet what oh shit (laughs) <laughs> Nothing. If he didn't announce it yet, never mind. Just ignore what I just. Said. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen anything. Has he? Um, uh, I mean, I thought he put it on Facebook. Yeah, uh, he's writing yeah, it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Mrs. Claus Two or Stirring Two. Yeah. I he, I suggested don't call it Mrs. Claus Two. Just call it Stirring because Stirring they never use that title. That way you have the graphication of making a sequel and then having newcomers watch it without having them worrying about watching the first movie. Yeah, I already told Troy I expect a part. <laughs> like I feel like it should be like another teacher shortage reunion. Yeah, that sounds great, actually. Um, but see, but see, here's the thing: like a lot of the people from Teacher Shortage were in Stirring, if I'm correct, too. So um, uh, two people. I, a lot of people from Party but, Night. Our three actors from Party Night were in Stirring, and then two actors from Stirring were in Teacher Shortage. Uh-oh, okay. so we'll just keep things small. No, no, we tried to get a lot more people, but the, their schedules didn't line up. Like, uh, like we tried to get Billy and Ryan and Drew, but their schedules just didn't line up. So we almost had, like, you know, everybody from Stirring and Teacher Shortage, but, you know, freaking schedules and yeah. whatnot. That sucks. Um, but, you know, but you have you have a great cast right there, and I think – Honestly, it is kind of nice sometimes to have new people, like new blood, fresh blood, in your, you know, films or whatever. Not not saying that working with the same people isn't great. I love working with a lot of the same people. But it's also nice to have new people because then, you know, there's there's fresh faces, you know. You don't want to see a lot of the same people over and over again, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I just think, too, on Teacher Shortage, I think they did, you know, Troy and Derek did an excellent job casting. And I'm not even referring to myself. I'm just referring to everyone else. Like, you know, it it was amazing to see just, like, professionalism. Like, everybody was, like, ready. Like, they showed up ready. You know, we worked hard, and then when we weren't working, we partied hard. And, you know, we were, like, living together. And, you know, it was 
it was probably one of the best experiences I've had. It was such a positive experience. And Troy is so pleasant. Like, you know, he's not one of those people that's closed off. Like you can tell him things and uh, he's very open to suggestions. So I, I, you know, in a director, that's something that I really like look, look at for, you know, like you have to be willing to listen to people as a director. Yeah. And I got to be the producer and the cinematographer. So, I got to, like, sort of, you know, I feel like I got to raise Troy since we started with Party Night. It was his first movie, and he didn't really know what he was doing. And then just gradually, it's like he's, you know, he's learning more and more. Like, he learned how to walk. So am I, too. (laughs) So am I as a filmmaker. But it's kind of cool knowing that, you know, you worked on this dude's first movie, and he saw where he came from to where what he's doing now with as big as a fan base as he has now, it's kind of shocking. It's like, damn. Right. Well, I, I do have to ask you, Derek, real quick, um, because you just you just pointed out that you were the producer as well as the DP and the editor. Um, wearing so many hats in that one production, was that like, was it kind of hard to sometimes like be a producer and be the DP, or was it kind of easy to kind of uh, turn off one and do the other? I mean, I mean, under these type of sets, there's usually not too many people. And, I mean, uh, like, for the most part, I, I found it, I don't know, I find it pretty easy. Like, I find everything on set pretty, I mean, I, I do it so much that it's sort of like second nature of uh, filming and lighting a scene and helping out and just doing doing everything and then the business portion. Just, I don't know. I just find it second nature. Now. Well, I think it's your personality, too, because you're very, like, laid back. Like, I idle at, like, a level, like, four usually all the time. Oh, yeah, like, Troy lets stuff, like, he lets stuff, like, whatever gets to him, I'm the one that, like, you know, helps smooth it out. Because, I don't know, I'm too laid back where it's like, ah, oh, don't worry, we'll get it in time. But what if we don't? We'll yeah. get it in well, time. So we'll you get... and Troy, like, are, you know, we balance. balance each other out. That's why you guys make such a great team. I'm not much of a worry person. I just, you know, I go, I get the job done, and uh, I don't know. I guess, I don't know, I just don't worry that much. Well, I'm excited well, except to, for the to day hear... before we shoot. The day before we shoot, she'll tell you I'm like a mess the day before I shoot anything. I can't even stand them the day before. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I gotta go fucking god damn it. And then the day of, and then the day of, I'm like, this is excellent. Yeah, it's like he's premenstrual that one day. And it's like, just don't even, I don't even want to be around him that one day. <laughs> yeah, the day before I shoot is the day I'm a mess. And then the day of, I'm just like calm as a cucumber. Yeah. That's the way to be, actually, because you know you have to you have to be like on guard and ready and and prepared and and upset and you know what I mean you have to have all those emotions going through you the day before because you just don't know what's gonna happen next. So I I feel you even when I'm doing shorts because uh, like Sam didn't see me before I was doing the Supernatural Assassin short the day before I was freaking out because. People will call and message me and say, oh, I can't make it or, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. Or, you know what I mean? And, like, you're getting that all the day before. And you're like, you know, it's it's like running figure. You want to be like, you know, could you have told me, you know, that's something you should have brought to my attention last week. You know, like, I'm like trying to get this going, you know. So, anyway, yeah. Yeah. 
So there you go. Um, uh, I do want to point out, so, you know, teacher shortage has been kind of circulating to, you know, being reviewed or whatever. And, like, I mean, so far all of the reviews have been, like, so positive. So I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about it, too, because, uh, well, I was one of those glowing reviews, and uh, it's not, I mean, it is one of those movies that, like, it reminds me a lot of, um, you know, of uh, Mrs. Claus and Party Night and everything. There, I believe those three movies are films that you could watch, like, as a triple feature, you know, like, definitely. They're almost, like, in, in sync to their own kind of thing. Yeah, what I think is fun about them is that you get to see the, you get to see them like you get to see the different stages of life in the different films. That's why I say they're kind of like a trilogy. Because in the first one, it's about students. The second one, they're in college. The third one, they're now teachers. Oh wow! It's like they're growing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's why I like uh, and. If we would have had the doll, we could have made it the Fifi trilogy, but Fifi only ended up in the second movie, and we kept wanting to put her in the third one, but we kept forgetting her, so fuck. It wasn't a Fifi trilogy, but it ended up being more like a school trilogy where, you know, you just see, and and they're all from the same school. If you, like, listen to some of the dialogue, they all come from the same school. Yeah, definitely. And they um, all went to high yeah. school together, so it's like, you know, the care. it's almost like a weird, like, ed- everybody who goes to whatever high school the kids at party night went to are all fucked. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Um, so I want to, uh, I guess, since we're at the kind of, like, the end mark of the, like, this is going to go off live. I'm just going to go off live, and then after that, uh, they can hear about 15 minutes longer, you know, for the rest. Um, let's, uh, what are you guys up to now? Like, I know, Sam, you got Red Summer Massacre going. You guys just raised a lot of fucking money in just, you know, two days, you know, or whatever. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, um, we raised our goal got... $15,000 in less than 48 hours. That is awesome. Congratulations to that, because... That's a that's a big feat, you know, for it. Yeah. So it is. It's a lot of work. T- I mean and we have a lot of stretch goals right now. So, um we have some new perks added, stretch goals. So I mean we still have what, like twenty seven, twenty eight days left of campaigning. <laughs> so we still you know, right. we still have some major goals to crush here. Awesome. Well I'm really excited yeah, for I you can- because I I like Thank I, I like I've been excited since you announced it. That you guys are going to be doing well, this project, so I can't wait. So, Red Summer Massacre, yeah, they, it also has some of the teacher shortage cast, so it's kind of exciting because I get to work with uh, Julian Prescott and Kaylee Williams and Tamara Glenn and Roger Connors. Um, so it's like a little teacher shortage uh, reunion. Great. Um, yeah, and uh, and also. also um, well, also, too, Heather Bordellini and Noelle Berger, uh, they're the associate producers, um, and they have roles in Red Summer Massacre, but they also have roles in My Girlfriend, the Serial Killer. Yeah, and that was uh, that's a big project for you, too. Well, yeah, so My Girlfriend, the Serial Killer, yeah, that's um, our little 
uh, passion project. I so, love child. Yeah, so we're we're <laughs> fully funded. Um, we have about seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah, we got private funding and our Indiegogo funding, which is pretty badass. Yes, um, that is our executive. Well, yeah, you're. I was going to talk about our executive producers, and you're one of the executive producers. And then we have <laughs> R.P. Sullivan. Um, Heather Bordellini and Evan McMahon. Those are our uh, main uh, executive. Yeah, executive producers. And we, like the story now, like we we it's like completely different, but it's it's fucking gonna be a wild ride. It's like it's about these women. They have a reunion and a cabin in the woods, and then like it, it's gonna be we're gonna stress. We're going to make the audience feel stressed out because we're going to do a lot of stalking scenes, a lot of running scenes. It won't be just the killer shows up and people die. It'll be like people are running for their lives and, like, you won't know who will live or die. Some people will run. They might survive or they might get killed. You just never know. Yeah, but it's since, yeah, so since you've been a part of it, yeah. Well, actually, I guess since it first became, you know, it's yep. just a night and day strip. Um, yep. It's still obviously exactly. uh, it's still a female slasher, uh, but yeah, like Derek said, the storyline has changed, and also uh, we're um, going to change the name of the movie as well. Um, in March, I believe we're going to shoot our official uh, trailer, and then we're going to announce the new name. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm really excited, well, I'm really and you excited. know, I think uh, it's going to be a fun project for you guys. I am so in love with this movie. I mean, and first of all, uh, you know, I get to finally work with Felissa Rose, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, Girl Crush. Yes. And then, you know, Nick Gomez from The Walking Dead. And we have total control of, like, how it's shot, what we want. It, like, we're going to make this so fucking gory and shot so beautifully. It's, yeah, it's gonna be I, I can't... it's gonna be really fucking good. Yeah, so and then we got um, you know, Kaylee Williams and Mel Heflin. You know, Mel Heflin's actually moving abroad, but you know, since we love her so much, we have like a little small uh you know, kind of like a video like part for her or whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. She's but Japan, that's where she's going. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, hey, I'm like, we can make this work. Like, you know, you could be somebody and just like FaceTime somebody, you know? So, like, you could still be a yeah. part of this movie even from Japan. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, and also, we, uh... we do have a couple, we have a couple of announcements that we can't really announce quite yet, but we are working on um, adding some more major names. So, in March, we'll be able to announce more. That's great. I'm excited for you. Um, and yeah, like as, like as, well, I mean, as we said, there's, this was a project that began, uh, I guess with us and then, uh, it became something more of what you're, you know, you guys want to, you know, want to get done and, and I love it. I can't wait to see it. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to be an executive producer on it. And, um, you know, I just, I think it's going to be such a fun project. Uh, and I'm very excited. Um, we're sh- pushing it back a little bit, so probably like August, like uh, so not too far, so probably August 2020. Um, that's just due to scheduling mm-hmm. issues with Felissa and other people. Yeah, also just uh, wanting to make the outside look better, like you know, shoot, like because it, it seems like more like in the summertime the outside has a way different look than it will a bit 
later. So we just want it yeah. to look like everything's dying. And I don't know. It'll be good. Like We don't want to talk about it too much, but we have so many amazing plans, and it's it's going to be really fucking good. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because as filmmakers, like, um, we do a lot of different, like, we wear a lot of different hats, and we do a lot of different projects at one time, and, you know, just after we finished campaigning for my girlfriend is when I started to talk to the director of Red Summer Massacre about, you know, hopping on as producer, and I remember when I first announced it, people were like, oh, so you just gave up on my girlfriend, and I'm like, no, I'm like, we're like, we're, we're done with that as much as we can. I mean, you know, we're, we're cast, we're fully funded. Like now we're just waiting to shoot. So they're, they're trying to make it sound like you can only marry one project. Right. You're cheating on my girlfriend. <laughs> the I had quite a few people yeah. like, you know, messaging me these things. And I'm like, clearly you people are not filmmakers because everybody I know almost works on uh, multiple I've projects. Worked, I'm working on like four as we speak. Yeah. And always, I also <laughs> like to point out it's February. So it's women and horror month um so i want to just you know take a little time out and congratulate and recognize all of the amazing females in this industry definitely there's so many um awesome women in horror so i mean uh, so many let's talk about uh, female uh, it seems like a lot of times they're ignored by uh by other filmmakers Whenever, like, a lot of the shit they do is, like, they're really awesome, like, storytellers. They're, they, they're thought-provoking. And I just think uh, people need to give women filmmakers more of a chance than they usually than they do today. I agree. I stand by you yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Power to and the I vagina. think I, yeah. I feel like, I mean, because we just had the Academy Awards, and if you notice, People were like, well, I saw somebody complain that there wasn't any, like, you know, black uh, uh, directors or whatever, or black, uh, you know, yeah, black and black directors, and there's no female directors getting these, you know, these, uh, the awards. And I'm like thinking, well, there's not enough of those movies being made, you know, sadly. And I feel like there should be a time to change this year. We, there should be a time to change, like a shift, you know? Yeah, like we're in 2020 no, already. Like, like gender inequality in films, like it, it exists, like it it really does. And I I didn't necessarily believe that until I got back into it. And like I I like me personally, I experienced gender inequality quite a bit. Um, and it it kind of like makes you step back a little bit because you're like, wow, this really still happens. Um, you know, I just noticed that like a lot of females like when they stand up for themselves. You know, like they're just labeled as emotional or uh, being difficult or, you know, just don't take things so personally. Um, And it's just not fair. You know, like it's not fair that women are labeled like that because we have every right to stand up for ourselves and, you know, fight for what we, you know, think uh, we deserve. So. Uh, you know, I just exactly. I really want to be an advocate for women, and I just really want to tell women because I mean I've had people in my inbox just say that hey I just you know they want to vent to me about their issues but they just don't feel comfortable like talking about it or bringing it up because they're gonna like be labeled a certain way and I'm just like fuck that stand up for yourself because the peons that are trying to make you feel bad nobody cares about them anyway like you do you you stand up for what you believe in. 
and you will find work. Because I've had to stand up for myself, and I'm busier than ever. Exactly. Well, I, I've, I've seen uh, it on set before. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure we we have, and it, it, it really sucks. We need a, we we gotta change that. But we've got five minutes left of the show. Um, is there anything that you guys want to shout out? Any movies or anything that you guys are doing that you guys didn't get a chance to mention or anything? Um, I guess Sam, well, with you. Uh, me and Derek are working on a short horror called The Devoted. Um, I, we have some That's artwork a good title. Up, um, on our. Yes. Well, and the, have you seen the poster? I mean, I, you know, because I, I do graphic so, yeah. designs and I'm a graphic artist, sort of. <laughs> like, I feel silly calling myself that, but I mean, I kind of am. <laughs> uh, but no, so I'm in love with the poster. Like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it's a beautiful poster. So check it out. It's, you can find it on mine or Derek's Facebook. It's called The Devoted. Um, what else, Derek? You're working on some stuff. Uh, I know. I always blank. Like I, I'm working on a film called Gangstipated. I worked on something with called Kringle. I worked on something called Flash. I don't know. I'm working on a lot of stuff. Uh, but the Devoted is a pretty cool story. We came up with it in the pool one day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like it's like a really nice. interesting religious story. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that more in the future. Yeah, and whenever we want to shoot it, we, it's just literally like we have to find the time because we also do the L and M show, Kids Corner. So you know the girls, we haven't done an episode in a while, and the girls are asking. They're like, "Hey, uh, what about us? When can we shoot our next one?" Hey, uh, have you guys been having problems with YouTube because of that? No, not at all. Well, Which have you guys? Because I remember you know, like, you have the to... changes. Well, you have to put in, like, you know, yes, it's made for kids, or no, it's not made for kids. But, like, the biggest problem is if it has kids in it, you know, it's an issue. I don't know. COPPA is weird. You should definitely look into it because they can technically. Now, unless your show's like Hoodoo Pie or something like that, I don't think they really will go after people, you know, because there's so much content on YouTube for them to actually, you know. Um, try to go after, but just be careful because, like, if the show blows up or something, you might have to change it and say, yeah, it's made for kids, even though it's not. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know just what the definition of made for kids is. Like, I guess we'd have to look up the definition of what they, what their definition. They, the kids kill us in the show. It's not made for kids. I, I, I don't mean, think it it's made kids. for kids. Kids can watch it. But there's no cursing. But well, we were thinking about having to sit in one episode. <laughs> but we're still debating. But uh, for the most part, it, it's a kids show that's not made for kids. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Check it out. Like it's really funny. yeah, like, definitely. Like Everybody check out L and M. L and M. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, it, it definitely know, it, sounds it like a show to... that's. Well, they went to a con- they went to a convention, right? And yeah, they actually, played yeah, a, uh, played at a convention. And uh, from what I heard, like everybody dug it until the Momo challenge came on, and then they're like, "Oh, this is really dark." Yeah, when they killed us, that's when we lost the audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys so much were. for uh, for calling in and everything. Um, yes, well, thank you for having out- us. Yes, uh, check out uh, Sam's work. Check out Derek's work. Let us know. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Um, and we'll be back next month with Anna 
she's uh, she sent me a message saying she's going to have international, you know, um, phone phone stuff, so mm-hmm. she'll be able to call. <laughs> Um, I never so she's going to be able to call next time. So uh, we're really excited. Uh, I will be having, we'll be having um, Megan Deanna Smith on next week uh, or next month. And um, Mia Moon will be joining us as well. So um, I'm a huge fan of Mia Moon. I'm really excited to work with Mia Moon in Red Summer Massacre. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. So I'm excited. All right, well, thank you guys so much, and I hope everybody enjoyed this uh, episode. So thank you guys. Bye. All right, bye, Moody. Bye.